For this podcast, Wayne Bruce talks to Associate Professor Benjamin Ong, who's the Chief Executive Officer at the National University Health System in Singapore. Professor Ong, thank you very much for your time today. Yes, yes. Good morning. Um, could I start our interview by asking you where you see the healthcare industry heading over the next five to ten years? In the setting of Singapore and I guess in much of Asia, um, as the population ages and in Singapore we anticipate that that will actually grow in terms of its speed, we will increasingly have to deal with um, a population that has more chronic disease. So conditions um, that come about from hypertension, from diabetes, uh, from the impact of cancer will grow in terms of its prevalence. Um, and um, the impact on our healthcare services. At the same time, apart from the aging population uh, and the stresses that it will, it will place on healthcare, Singapore is a very open economy with a lot of travel. And um, as the, the recent outbreak of H1N1 shows and the 2003 experience with SARS, uh, infectious diseases continue to also be an issue. You know, which is a, a global issue. My, my perspective is a global issue, but with the large amount of transportation, air movement, and shipping that goes on in Singapore, this is the other dimension that's added on to an aging population. So we have to watch both sides, in a sense. Mm. Um, of course, linked to that, as, as in any healthcare system, would be managing costs and managing health, you know, not so much as just dealing with disease as a whole. So I see these as the, the principal challenges that the healthcare industry will have to face over the ensuing years, and in particular in, in Singapore, and we will have to look at how our, our system can change and evolve to better cope with uh, these challenges and threats. Mm. And um, I mean, perhaps just expanding on what you said, I mean, it, 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 with the N1H1, uh, you're talking about, uh, I suppose, an increased uh, focus on prevention uh, of disease as well as treating it when it actually occurs. I mean, are they the major issues facing healthcare in Singapore at the moment or are there, are there, are there other issues as well? Well, as I mentioned earlier on, um, acute infectious diseases, those that you don't know about, would be something that we need to be aware of and we need to be prepared for. So surveillance is one issue that we would be interested in, uh, the ability to actually have the um, medical intelligence through our networks overseas and nearby to actually pick up the new thing that might be emerging and that might have a significant impact. Because the impact of many of these infectious diseases um, is not just a disease burden, but it's a huge economic burden. Mm. Uh, as it does lead to closure of borders, curtailment of trade and business exchange as well. Mm. And dealing with them effectively will be quite important from Singapore's perspective. Mm. Uh, prevention, I think, is something that uh, we will be really interested in, in not only in the realm of acute infectious disease but also more importantly in the prevalent conditions that are in our community, the chronic diseases, which create and produce an increasing burden on the healthcare services and on cost of care. Mm. So keeping these individuals well and active late into life would be the main, uh, I think, aim of the system as well. Mm. And, and NUHS, uh, National University Healthcare System, was incorporated in uh, 2008, uh, my understanding is, to bring the National University Hospital and uh, the National University of Singapore's Yong uh, Lu Lin School of Medicine and also the Faculty of Dentistry, bring those three organisations, if you like, under 
common structure. That's correct. What were the objectives of uh, introducing this new structure and I guess perhaps in particular in terms of clinical service, uh, research and education? The tripartite mission of, of the National University Health System uh, is, I think, the key uh, reason for us coming together. The idea here is to leverage on clinical care, excellence, clin excellence in clinical care. And I mentioned about earlier on, as we, we just, before we started the interview, the centeredness on the patient that we are uh, we are concerned about here. And adding on to that, um, the dimensions of education as well as research. And in, in research, we are principally interested in translating research findings um, more rapidly to direct patient-facing benefit. Uh, this could be in the realm of early access to new agents, or drug, drugs or monoclonals, for example. It could be in developing better techniques. It could be at looking at cost-effectiveness of, of care intervention measures like health services research. Uh, a term that's often used to describe this is translational research in medicine. Um, the other investment, of course, that the National University Health System uh, brings to the fore would be in uh, appropriate education for the future. And the bringing of the two schools of, of the National University of Singapore under the common governance allows us to align uh, the teaching mission as well. Um, of course, this, this extends beyond traditional undergraduate teaching to look at the whole uh, teaching um, you know, environment into postgraduate teaching and lifelong learning. Mm -hmm. And while it currently has, uh, at least in the past, has been centered largely on doctor training and dental surgeon training, we also have a nursing school under, under the umbrella that would allow us also to influence professional nursing development in, in the future within Singapore. Uh, I think that the two investments on research and education are important ones if we're going to position Singapore uh, well for the future to cope with the diverse demands of healthcare um, um, that, that will emerge within Singapore as well as in the region. Like the university, we see ourselves as uh, a Singapore institution for Singaporeans but having a relevance within Asia and hopefully internationally. So this is what the aim, ultimately, of the setting of this academic healthcare centre hopes to achieve. I think I mustn't run away from um, the key point that, that I, I must emphasise, and that is the patient-centredness of what we do. Mm. To actually achieve that, we have to, have to push for excellence in healthcare, both in terms of the quality of care that we deliver as well as the consistency of care that we deliver. And of course, if, if, you, if we can choose the best ways to develop produce health care uh, that is cost effective, that would be great added on to it mm. as well. Singapore, I know, has had um, uh, for a number of years now a, a big uh, push into the biomedical area correct, with yeah. the uh, Biopolis and I've visited yes. there. It's uh, quite amazing what's been achieved there in a short period of time. Mm. Do you have any involvement with that at all or is that a sort of a separate area? I think that uh, if we do not get involved with the developments in, in the biomed scene within Singapore, that would be uh, run counter to what the aim of setting up NUHS would be. With the investments that have gone into the biomedical field, it is then natural for you to start to look at application. And translational medicine in the realm of healthcare would be an area of application of the investments in that uh, area. 
and I think this would be fully aligned with the government's long-term vision and plan for Singapore as well in the setting up of, uh, of, of um, vehicles like the NUHS to actually help to catalyze uh, such application on the ground. Um, so we should increasingly be moving towards um, early proof of concept studies and early phase one studies on site, which we have particular expertise in the realm of cancer, for example, and also uh, in partnering with industry in uh, private public enterprises to try to push the development of, of um, useful agents or those with promise into uh, application and adoption as well. Mm. Okay, thank you. And what do you say is the role of the private sector in delivering uh, healthcare and hospital services in Singapore? Currently, within the Singapore environment, um, the private healthcare sector uh, has is a significant role to play, mainly in terms of the general practice environment, uh, where many of the of the uh, general practitioners within Singapore who work privately um, would provide maybe acute uh, point of care for many patients with, with illnesses. However, when it comes to the issue of chronic disease, um, the main weight of, of care provision is still in the public sector. And certainly for acute hospital-based care and acute care, specialist care, um, the majority of Singaporeans actually come to government-funded um, institutions like ours. So clearly that there is a need for us to work a lot more closely together with um, the uh, private healthcare establishment. And in particular, this would be important as the population ages and you're concerned about uh, chronic disease, as I think the private establishment of the GP practices and the group practices would actually have a key pivotal role in ensuring that we deliver this appropriately. Uh, the government has actually made uh, some changes that allow um, some claims from MediSafe, which is one, something we all contribute to for health savings, for chronic disease care, uh, even if it's carried out in the private institution. So that's the first step. But there's a need for us to link a lot more closely with them. And one way in which uh, we're trying to do this is to develop a unified electronic health record that uh, would encompass not only what we already have in the institutions, where we already have electronic medical records and where we share um, elements of this record between institutions, but try to extend it out uh, in terms of utilization even to, even to the private sector. So I think this is one um, enabler of this happening. But I think the key integration of care, uh, as would be something that I think even Australia would be thinking about right now in the UK as well, would be something that uh, will be increasingly important uh, push that I see the Ministry of Health in Singapore moving into. So as an academic healthcare centre, the NUHS will have to be a significant partner in this. Uh, while we are providing a lot of the high acuity and uh, more high-end care, we have to actually have a partnership with uh, step-down facilities, with primary care, community care, to be truly effective and efficient. Because some aspects of care delivery are more effectively delivered in the community mm. than uh, is currently the case. Mm. So I think there's, there is a, there will be a growing role for the involvement of, of um, private healthcare. I see it principally starting uh, in the provision of community and primary care because it's where the, the greatest need is, unmet need is, and the greatest bang for the buck can be achieved. Mm. Uh, we will have to actually work quite uh, actively uh, and, uh, and uh, quite 
collaboratively, uh, collaboratively with them to actually try to achieve this. Mm. Um, and in a growing nation such as Singapore, what do you see as the key issues facing the health system in, in attracting or retaining senior level talent within you know, the industry? Yes, I think that will always be a challenge. Um, as in most developed countries, we spend a lot of, of time and energy and money training our, our healthcare professionals be they clinicians, uh, uh, nurses, scientists, educators. And uh, when you have actually trained them up well, I think the key thing then is that they become a lot more mobile and the demand for them actually then rises. So I think the main challenge here is to actually build an environment where they will feel engaged and that they will feel they can contribute uh, you know, um, their talent and capability uh, to actually move the healthcare system as a whole forward. Um, I, th I think that that will be the main challenge that uh, we, we see uh, and we face here. Um, the leakage of, of healthcare professionals to either the private sector. Of course, there will be some um, challenges in keeping healthcare professionals within any particular institution, but the way healthcare is developing within the public sector, there will be uh, qualitative differences between different institutions. And that would allow healthcare professionals to move to areas which speak better to their talents and their aspirations in life. Uh, but given the, uh, at least in the past, the attraction of going out and actually being an independent provider of healthcare still being an issue, I think um, the healthcare institutions within Singapore that shoulder the greater amount of public care load have to ensure that the environment uh, would be one that's enhancing. Um, I think that um, the other issue about, about attracting and, and, um, and retaining senior level talent is to actually spot and groom the right skill sets. Um, many individuals, for example, will have great technical capability and great one-on-one -on -one capability working in healthcare. Um, but we also need individuals that can work and think beyond just that, that narrow domain and think more strategically uh, and be good networkers. Within, within the setup, and these individuals are rare. We compete for such talent worldwide as well. Um, I think over the past few years, we've had reasonable success in bringing on board uh, people with talent and retaining uh, people that, that we've developed from within with talent. Uh, we've also had quite, quite a long track record of integrating these two different components of individuals to make them more effective locally. And of course, while we do have a ways to go, still, um, I think this this uh, does stand us in good stead, at least in any in NUHS setting, um, moving forward. Mm. Mm. And to close the interview, could I ask you what competencies do you think are essential for today's uh, executives in healthcare? And by that, I mean uh, people that have responsibility for managing the system or the institution. Mm -hmm. uh, on one hand, but also people that are, uh, you know, more your clinical leaders and your academics, and do you think there's some differences or commonalities of the competencies that they need? Yes. Um, I think that there, there's a lot of overlap in terms of the skill sets that are needed. I, I've alluded to this earlier on in, in answer to your previous question, that uh, what we're looking for are leaders that have uh, the ability to, uh, to actually see, think, and implement strategically more than just managers with um, a set many of things that they, they need to do on the ground. And because healthcare is so manpower intensive, you're mainly dealing with, with people and very bright, driven people as well. 
uh, the ability to actually engage uh, your your staff in driving towards a vision that they can see and move towards would be a key uh, talent that we would be interested in actually finding. So it would be the ability to actually see things uh, at a more strategic level, to actually drive the vision forward. I think these, those are, the, are the, the principal capabilities or qualities that we're looking for. The other issue that I think is very important for an academic healthcare setting here that's patient-centered would be values that we're actually interested in. Uh, what would be important to these individuals? Um, there's always a, a need, for example, for us to balance resources. Uh, but resources are supposed to be brought to bear where they make the most difference with patients as well as, as, well as with their employees. So these are things that we would uh, find valuable in, in our senior leaders and executives in our setup, including our clinician leaders. Uh, in the Singapore system, uh, our leaders have come from both the professional side as well as individuals who, who do not actually have a background in healthcare. Um, so in general, we, we are able to identify that capability in individuals from two different backgrounds. But they all share the same passion for, for health and for making a difference. And I think that that's one thing that uh, we've been fortunate uh, in the past and in my, in my view in the immediate future to actually have on board. Of course, there's no running away from the fact that um, whether, whether the, the individual started out life as a healthcare professional or not, that they are well-schooled and well-trained and they have the requisite experience to fit into the, the milieu of healthcare within Singapore and particularly for us here, uh, within a slightly changed paradigm of, of an academic healthcare centre. Mm. That's great. Thanks very much for your time today. Oh, you're very welcome.